May the 12th be with you. As in, there have been 11 days already in the fifth month of this year. And what shall we do now? Listen or read another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast created to capture some of what happens in the area in and around the first word in the title. I'm Sean Tubbs, always looking for another way to look at things just because. On today's show, a veteran of Fairfax County has taken the top job in Greene County. Charlottesville's Director of Neighborhood Development Services lays out the next steps for the development of a new zoning code. Area organizations want you to consider biking to work next week. And the first of several forums for the Democratic primary race for the Charlottesville City Council was held earlier this week. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, Charlottesville Community Bikes believes that bicycles can be a means to social change, addressing issues of equity, access, and inclusion. They provide free bikes to adults who need one and have a special program that provides free bikes to children. Want to learn more or support their work? Check out the silent auction that is currently underway right now to raise money for the organization. Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more. A government official with 28 years of experience in a northern Virginia locality has been named as the next administrator of Greene County. Catherine Shafrick is currently the director of human resources in Fairfax County, where she has also served in information technology, transportation planning, and budget management. In a statement, board chair Dale Herring said that they are pleased to have someone of Miss Shafrick's caliber joining their team and that they look forward to her and many years of success. Interim Administrator Brenda Garten will continue to serve until June 26th, when Shafrick starts work. This is the second time Garten has served as a caretaker administrator in Green, having served in 2018 after John Barkley stepped down. Barkley was replaced on a permanent basis by Mark B. Taylor, who resigned the position last September to become school superintendent in Spotsylvania County. Shafrick takes over a county that plans to make significant investments in water and sewer infrastructure, including the construction of a new reservoir at White Run to serve as a water supply for the county's designated growth areas. Charlottesville City Council and the Planning Commission will hold another work session on the Zoning Code on May 23rd. The topic will be the third module, as well as a review of requests for changes to the draft zoning map. James Fries is the city's director of Neighborhood Development Services. Next week, we will have module three uh, out, um, and the comment period, I believe, is through mid-June, right? Fries said the goal is to have a consolidated draft of all three modules by the end of July, as well as a new zoning map. And at that point, it is a baton handoff to you guys. That means that we, we open up a public hearing, um, and our, our recommendation to you would be that you guys devote an entire meeting to the public hearing and then move into your deliberations and decision-making in, in a subsequent meeting or meetings. Commissioner Hosea Mitchell said he wanted his colleagues to proceed in an organized fashion. We've got a very structured way of going about um, our deliberations, and we uh, organize um, decision stair steps so that we can stair step our way through the decisions as opposed to attempting to bite off the whole thing at once. 
To catch up on the conversation to date, there are several previous articles listed in the newsletter. Go take a look. May is National Bike Month, according to the League of American Bicyclists. And beginning Monday, communities across the country like Charlottesville will be observing Bike to Work Week. Josh Karp is with the group Livable Seaville. And what that means is we're encouraging everyone to bike to work, bike to school, wherever you're going. That organization and several others are holding events throughout the week to promote the activity, beginning with an event at Three Notched Brewery on Monday at 4.30 p.m. Snack stations will be held at various locations on various mornings, beginning with one outside of Skipwith Hall on Tuesday, one outside the University of Virginia Hospital on Wednesday, and one outside the UVA Aquatic and Fitness Center on Thursday. There will be a bike-bus commute from the Wool Factory to UVA on Tuesday and an e-bike demo at the Albemarle County Office Building on Thursday. Uh, we have our full schedule on our website at biketoworkseville.org and we'll be pushing out notifications about different events as they happen on social media. CARP said Livable Seville wants people to try out biking to help encourage people to drive significantly less. It's great for the climate. Um, obviously, riding a bike uses almost no carbon compared to even the most efficient car. It's much, it's much more climate friendly. Um, we also want to build community around biking in Charlottesville. CARP said that means a need to build more infrastructure for biking in the community to make it safer. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. And Charlottesville Community Engagement's continued existence means that many of you support local information. Want to support some local businesses as well? The Buy Local campaign is in full swing, and both the Albemarle and Charlottesville offices of economic development want people to consider spending locally as they shop throughout the year. The Buy Local campaign highlights small businesses within Charlottesville and Albemarle County, through a multi-channel, multimedia, promotional, and educational campaign designed to reinforce how important supporting area small businesses is to the local economy. Locally owned independent businesses with a brick and mortar presence in the city or county interested in being featured in the campaign should visit www.showlocallove.org or contact info at showlocallove.org. For more information on the Buy Local campaign, you can visit showlocallove.org, I think I said that already, or follow them on Facebook at links in the newsletter. There are 39 days until Virginia's political parties hold primary elections to decide who will represent them on the general election ballot in November. Early voting has been taking place for a week now. Three days ago, in partnership with the Free Enterprise Forum, I helped moderate a campaign forum for candidates seeking to be one of three Democratic nominations for city council. Unfortunately, candidate Deshad Cooper was not able to attend the event, and he will be given the four questions that were asked at the event. I'm still working out exactly how that will proceed, but you will see his responses at some point. But four of the candidates were present, and the event began with opening statements, including one from former city councilor Bob Fenwick, who said the cost of housing in Charlottesville was too high, even when he and his wife moved here over 50 years ago. We could not afford to live in Charlottesville. So we rented a house on Bruce Avenue for about a year, one story, one floor. And then I built a house out in Earliesville. 
It's not a new problem um, and it's not an easy problem. There are no magic beans that we have that'll solve the house, housing problem. It's something we have to keep ahead of all the time. Incumbent Michael Payne is seeking a second term and said that significant progress has been made, such as a commitment to spend $10 million a year on affordable housing. In his opening statement, Payne said there is more work to be done. Still a tremendous amount of work to do in building out our bike putt infrastructure, in implementing our affordable housing and climate action plans fully. You know, I can use the experience I've had on council to continue that work and use the experience I've had being on council sure that we actually follow through on these plans and move beyond just talking about what we would like to do. Natalie Oshrin is one of two newcomers in the race, and she is a wedding planner who's lived in Charlottesville since she was less than a year old. Regular hardworking folks should be able to find a place to live in the city where they work. It should be safe to walk on continuous sidewalks and bike in lanes that aren't afterthoughts. Our public transit system should be frequent, reliable, and usable. Our community should be safe from gun violence. Our kids and teachers should have the schools they deserve. Ashrin also pointed out in her opening statement that there has been a woman on council since 1971 and that she is the only such candidate in the race for the Democratic primary. Incumbent Lloyd Snook has lived in Charlottesville since he was eight, aside from college and law school. He said he had two slogans that he used when he ran four years ago. The first was, let's make Charlottesville work again. Uh, we had had a really dysfunctional government for a number of years, dysfunctional departments, dysfunctional leadership, dysfunctional council. Make Charlottesville work again. The second was a more substantive platform uh, that talked about affordable housing and talked about adopting a climate action plan and talked about uh, the renovations of our schools and Buford as being the, the, the one that's most, most prominent in that respect. Snook said the council has made progress in all of these areas, including the $90 million renovation and expansion of Buford Middle School, and he wants another four years to see it through. The first question sought the candidate's position on the current draft zoning ordinance. Fenwick took the opportunity to read from emails he's been sent about the topic. One lady said, I feel like I'm being bulldozed. Another one said, all this for at best six affordable units. And uh, a gentleman wrote, uh, obviously well-educated, he said, this is alchemy. We are promised gold, but we'll get lead. Fenwick said he believed many people in Charlottesville feel their views have not been heard in the Seville Plans Together process. Um, the people who will be most affected are not a part of this process. So that, that will be my focus, is to make sure the process is honest, fair, transparent. Payne agreed with Fenwick's earlier point that there are no easy answers, but that the land use reform process is long overdue for a conclusion. I think one of the most striking statistics in Charlottesville is that the median household income for black families is $39,000. For white families, that number is $86,000. And that speaks to one of the core inequalities of our city, is that increasingly every single year, there are more and more people who are shut out from being able to afford to rent, shut out from home ownership, and that that is disproportionately affecting um, many members of our community who historically have been excluded from our conversations in the city. 
Payne said the entire reason for changing the zoning is to make it easier to build housing. And I think part of it is you have to legalize a more affordable um, housing types throughout the city, like duplexes, triplexes, smaller complex apartment complexes, and that we can do that in a way that still maintains a feel of um, neighborhood scale, walkability. Um, I think those are goals that we can achieve together. Oshrin said there is an affordable housing crisis in Charlottesville, and she said a multi-pronged approach is necessary to address different needs. The city has made an $18 million, $18 million commitment in the latest budget um, towards affordable housing, which is a great step in the right direction. Um, however, there can be subsidies all day long. If there aren't enough homes available, people will be left out. Oshrin said addressing housing insecurity will also address other social issues. She acknowledged that many are concerned about density. A lot of the concern stems from uh, they think adding homes will also increase traffic on their streets. I totally get that concern. Uh, cars are noisy, they pollute, uh, they are heavy, and they're dangerous machines. Um, so allowing and encouraging more homes in town must be paired with investments to alternatives to car traffic. Snook said to understand the need for housing in Charlottesville, people need to understand the growth that has occurred and is expected to continue. What drives growth in Charlottesville is the University of Virginia which has been growing at roughly 1% a year, year over year over year, since 1970. It has been paired with a relative lack of production of housing. Snook said that's driven up the cost of housing, and he said efforts to intervene need to help households between 30% and 60% of the area median income. He also said the new zoning code appears to be set up to help those with higher incomes. We need to solve affordable housing through other mechanisms, and this zoning ordinance, unfortunately, the way I'm looking at it, doesn't get there. Candidates also asked questions about economic development, the budget, and qualities desired in a city manager. I'll have responses to that last question in the next installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. The full video is available on the Free Enterprise Forum website. We're at the end of another week, and I got to three editions. The goal in the future is to have one of these out each day, and that's not an unrealistic goal. It has now been three years since I first launched a Patreon account for Town Crier Productions to prepare the runway for this newsletter. Now there are nearly 2,200 subscribers, and around a quarter are paying something to help sustain the work. I have faith that there are enough people who want to pay for beat journalism about the decisions that will shape this community's future. And if you become one of the hundreds of Substack subscribers, Ting will match your initial payment, whether it's at $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year. There are lots of things that you will receive from Ting if you sign up for service, add a link in the newsletter, and enter the promo code COMMUNITY. Free installation, second month for free, $75 gift card to the downtown mall. Thank you to Raki for the wonderful bed music that we have just heard that just now ends with this stinger. Goodbye.